Support for this podcast comes from the patrons at patreon.com slash FML FPL. International break is in. Our ranks are out. What's up? Hey, man. You know, international break. Two weeks of uh, fucking nightmare weeks of life. But here we are, Potter. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. Oh, okay. It's a good good time in my life to be very balls deep in the shit with work. So I don't have to like... I haven't listened to pods. I haven't even finished Match of the Days. I haven't looked at my fucking rank. Because it's all bad. So I don't want to look at it. So it's a good time to be distracted. But here we are potting, so we're going to dive in, I guess. Uh, so basically you're just an absolute authority on this game week and what to do. Yeah, I mean, you know. All right, all right. I have, uh, you know, yeah. I have shower thoughts. Oh, you know. So I got not a lot of points, um, as usual. I have 57 points, which seems actually fine. Like top 10K net average, 62.7. Overall, that average fifty point three, and I still I got a red arrow. I still went down another twenty k places. I saved, which is good. So, I mean, there's minus a lot of points in my future on a big hit. That's just gonna happen. Um, but it's the same old, same old for me. I mean, no has no wolves defender, no Bournemouth attacker. I got a fucking Ward Hall off my bench for Trend Zero. Ward's been fantastic addition to my squad. Oh, I wanted to ask you. Okay. I had Sh- I had Shaw get zero points, but he didn't sub out. <laughs> get the fuck out of here! <laughs> I had Hamer zero points. He didn't sub in for Day. I wish he fucking did because Day just continues being an absolute trash merchant, fucking hair merchant, goatee merchant. You'd think I get a brace and two baps for my captain. I'm doing well and I'm happy, but I still go down 20k places. That's just like how bad I am. I, people were, I think you included, people on Slack were like sort of mocking me because I was still so depressed even after Lockers Hall. But it's just because I knew, I knew what was happening. Like I had seven points on Saturday through Saturday, I should say. And then the Laka Hall was obviously great, but it just brought me to average. And then when Has double returned, outscored Laka anyway, it just didn't even, nothing mattered yeah. anymore. You, you're just, not giving enough credit to this because you were like very sad and upset before the Chelsea ball had kicked off. Oh, yeah, but I and knew it was happening. You got a captain brace. No, but that's bullshit. You know what was happening now that we're potting on Tuesday and Has got 14 because he just can't stop scoring. But in that moment, you must be just. Like thrilled that you can I mean, get like, away with murder. Because like, I had nine, I had the nine goal, points. Like when the goals happened, I was I was buzzing. You know everything that was all great. When it came down to it, and everyone was always brings up the averages and all that shit while the games are going on, I was just like, oh, okay, I'm just average now, and I don't have my captain left. So like, you know, I did better than Kane cappers, but a lot of Kane cappers have fucking Callum Wilson, Hazard, and. Doherty and they're shredding me this week anyway, you know. So it's just I couldn't counterbalance right. the badness of my team. But I mean, Laka had three touches in the box, two shots, two goals, half volley, worldy. You know, I I felt great when it was happening. I'm not not here to lie about you, but 
lie about that, but overall my team is just shit and there's going to be minus probably minus 8 in the cards for me. No, well, four four transfer mind- minus 8. Last time you did a minus eight, it was pretty fucking good. So yeah, so um, this minus eight's gonna be all of the things that I just mentioned in, and all of my shitty ass players out. Yeah, I mean it's at this. I mean, I got sixty. I was just barely above you. I had a very small green arrow, but um, yeah, I mean, I was on Captain Has. That was the story of my week. I had two ones and a zero in my team, so yeah. it didn't go didn't go swimmingly. But a couple cleans the the. Kelsey Grammer, Ryan Frazier, six pointer to keep me up, up my head above water. As usual, just I am honestly so good at transfers. Just immediately transfer in Trent. Such a good move. Robo out Trent in. <laughs> it's just it's uncanny how good the first game of players I transfer and how well they do. Every every time. It's every time. phenomenal. Every time. But But you got Johnny Auto sub in, so it didn't even matter. Yeah. The uh, the right treasure, but it's still you know just for the bands. It, it is at the point where not owning has is is a bit diabolical. Yeah, yeah. I watched it. We we've t- we talked about it a couple of weeks. I mean, I, I I brought him in. I mean, maybe like three game weeks ago, I think. But you, know, you watch the game, and it's just not. A, they're not competitive games when they're playing mid table and lower teams, really. And I mean, has could have had more. It's just. Uh, you know, if you're a competitive player and you're trying to do well, it's just a little bit silly to not own him at this point, probably. So, I mean, I'm sure your minus eight will include getting him in because yeah, you, yeah, you're, you're just you're just very hard pressed to cover his points. You know, like Raz is a great option. They're similarly priced right now um, after Has has been rising like skyrocketing price, but. You know, do you, do you want the the fifty percent guy who looks fantastic every game and he's returning every game, or do you want the three percent guy who, you know, similar similar ish outlook? But eh, I don't know. I, I I don't think that's the way to to do it. Yeah, you also um, want the main man, right? We've been saying that from right. the beginning with Has. It's just everything goes through him. He's not playing in Europe. Never not playing in Europe. Ninety minutes every week. God yeah. on bonus. It's it's every never single at box. Seventy. Yeah, it's good. So, yeah, I mean, you know, has came in. Um, it his was stats. Even, his stats are ridiculous. This yeah, week. Game, just, stat, yeah, Thirteen touches just, in the box. Five shots. Four in the box. Four chances created. Three big chances created. What the yeah, fuck? He's, yeah, he's good. He's good. He's doing well this year. It's, he's, he's a good guy, and he really. I mean, fourteen this week, but. He has four double-digit hauls in uh, what is it? Six starts. So you know he's very, very high up there on the captaincy options moving he's forward. I be- yeah, I, I believe you know they're playing at the bridge against some bad teams coming up. You know, Palace, Everton, game weeks eleven and twelve. Those are definitely captainable things. You know, why don't we? Why don't you do the uh, stupid shit that you have to do every week, and then let's let's get in there. <laughs> All right, housekeeping. So shout out to the FML Field Prize League Mug League leader for October so far. Obama out, a.k.a. R2D2 Archer. So I don't know this person's real name, but you can get the fuck in there. Shout, shout out to the Goal Scorers Challenge League leader so far. It's still Magic Mike, typical Magic Mike, but I'm disappointed again because he picks Kane, and that's just a bad job by him. He's falling. And lastly, shout out at the top of the FML field, Public League, Wynaldum Leviosa, a.k.a. Guy Guy. I, I love that Lord of the Rings reference right there. It's just yeah, great. <laughs> good, good job by you.
Um, all right. So, I mean, is there anything else to even say about Haz, or do we just move on? I think it's, I don't know if we have questions about this, but I think it's just an interesting talking point with relation to how off the boil Salah's been and, mm-hmm. you know, and how, how well Raz has been playing in his, in fairness. It's, uh, you know, before when we were kind of not looking at Haz as a captaincy option, it was a little bit more sketchy to go there if, if you're going to go without Salah. Um, but you know, with Salah, it's a tricky one to, to tell because the stats are still pretty decent and he's has basically a similar opening set of eight as he did last year where he was, you know, missing a lot of big chances, but the underlying stats were still good, but he's going to give someone a hiding soon. It, it, you know, it's coming and the fixtures are getting a little easier and this, this rough run of a lot of games and not a lot of days is behind them after this international break. So Maybe it's a little better, more of an important talking point to who to captain if we're still facing this issue, you know, in a couple of weeks' time, if, if Salah still isn't banging him in. But, you know, I'm still of the opinion that both is, is probably the way to go. What do you think? Yeah, strong, strong agree. I mean, I, you can't understate the playing a match, a very, very competitive match every three days, you know, with PSG and Napoli as the Champions League ties, mm-hmm. where all like, you know, other guys are. Resting like has, and then you just look at the in the league. The fixtures have been City, Chelsea, Southampton, where he scored and should have probably had a brace with the second one disallowed, and Spurs. You know, it's like we're not panicking last season if he doesn't score against three of the top five teams in the league. You know, the, the only difference is he's four million more this year. Yeah. Right, exactly. But then you and look I mean, at what's I, coming not, up, and it's like, that, I totally agree with you. I mean, it's just, there's going to be a Hattie in one of these games, you know, yeah. maybe I maybe mean, one, more than one. I would not have expected one goal in these last four at all. No, I'm, I'm of course surprised not. by it. Based the off thing of last year, in, no way. Yeah. The, the thing that's interesting now, you know, we have so many people who went to Kane and they, for, they, they got rid of Salah to fund it. And now people, I'm sure, are like, oh, it hasn't looked good. Maybe I'll wait and see. So that gives us a little bit of an edge, I think, because you know we have we have him. This is probably going to be maybe unless he gets gets injured, the lowest percentage ownership that he'll have all yes. season. Yes. So we have a window here against a lot of the people that have been doing well. Because if you're doing well, you probably have an Ed Salah because he's been fucking awful. Then we have a little window here for like two ish weeks if he really bangs in these next two games to yeah, we'll maybe fly. actually do do something decent in our lives for once. Yeah, at Huddersfield home card if we need fucking points. Yeah. Should we talk about City also? I mean, so a lot of people are asking about Kuhn and Dan Naylor on Slack. Aguero's stats per minute are still excellent, but at what point does him playing 60 to 65 minutes a game make him worth a downgrade to get has or such? Um, Brian Kerwan, if you can only have one of Kuhn, Sterling, or Kev in your team, which would it be? Um, Jay Wan, Twitter, Chris Allison on Facebook. Everyone's kind of worried about Kuhn's minutes lately, and everyone's kind of interested in in covering City via one of their midfielders, mostly Kev or Raz, instead of instead of covering City with Kuhn, which is I feel like what everyone's been doing so far. Yeah, first of all, regarding Kev, everyone needs to pump the brakes. He hasn't kicked a ball in three, two months. So if he is training and he's got these two weeks to train or whatever, he might feature against Burnley, but probably off the bench. But to be purchasing him now before he's played is lun- lunacy. It's just 
it goes against every tenet of life of FPL. It's a ridiculous. Thought. I remember so that, one of my lessons learned. I don't think it was last season. I think it was two seasons ago. Was exactly anti this. You know, it was like we we grew up. Me and you grew up playing like fantasy American sports, where being the first one to jump on a player is crucial, like most important thing, because you're the only one who can own it. But in this kind of game where you just don't really get much of a benefit of jumping on Kev before everyone else, the max benefit you get is like he returns versus Burnley and plays 60 minutes or something like that. And then everyone else is going to jump on him and it's not a differential anymore and it doesn't fucking matter that you got him a week early. So the risk is just so, so not worth it. I yeah, the totally risk agree. is he has a twenty-minute cameo for one point. You just spent like a hit, or you spent a transfer on another <laughs> premium asset who's fit. Yeah, the risk is he doesn't start for a month. Yeah, and he's still going to be a differential for a while. I mean, it's going to take people time and weeks to shift him in. You know, he's not the kind of player that will probably like come in and get brace, brace like you know all right, these double-digit right, right. hauls. He's he trickles, you know, with his baps and his one return and whatever. So. That's one thing with Kev, so everyone needs to just relax with Kevin. But I think the the minutes standpoint from from Kuhn is very. It's been a long run of him. He hasn't played ninety since game week four, and you know Pep said his foot's bothering him. If if he gets another sixty minutes sub after the two week break, then I'm going to start really being worried because yeah, because he's like, just going to be chilling for two weeks. Yeah, I mean, if that's not enough to get him up to speed to be able to play 90 or 80 or whatever, then it's a tough one because the main reason why I am saying this is, I mean, you know I love Kuhn more than anything of life, but Laka's a million and a half cheaper playing 90 every week and Arsenal are scoring for absolute fun. So that seems like a million and a half save. That makes sense. If Kuhn is not a captaincy option, he's in no way, shape, or form a captaincy option playing two-thirds of a game. It's ridiculous to captain him. And I mean it's just that's a ridiculous thing. You you'll never want to captain a player when you know they can't play ninety minutes. You and you never want to own a player that costs eleven million if you're never going to captain the player. So that's exactly. that's the issue. Exactly. So I mean for me right now, Raz would be I would prefer to have Raz because he's fit. Um Probably Kuhn's second, and then Kevin in a five, not even in the conversation yet. But I, I do like an eye towards Kevin in the near term because you know he's similar like Erickson, not this year, but of years past. It was kind of like our lesson learned from last season was get Kevin in when he's fit and just hold him forever because he right. returns between five and ten points pretty much every game, and he's the most nailed on midfield asset. Um, I think it's gonna. If you still are clinging to Bernardo Silva, definitely time to ship him out because that's probably someone who's gonna start getting rotated when Kevin comes back, which should be very soon. Um, Both Silvas are probably yeah, like d- d- it's a d- d- coin d- flip every week. Yeah, I, I mean, we know in the, in the past that Kevin is the plays every game when he's fit. I mean, Pep rides him hard, yep. and you know after he's already having two months off his legs, then I. Can't believe if he gets fit that that Pep's not going to ride him for the rest of the season. Um, you know he already missed out on fifteen games or whatever, ten, twelve games or whatever they played already. So yeah, yeah. I mean, but this like you know, I mean, I think David Silva, David Silva is just. I'm, I still have him, and he's on the absolute shortest list. He's probably my biggest problem. Um, yeah, yeah, it's just tough you, because I mean, I use that word. Coverage that we usually, you know, throw that by the wayside because it's it's sort of bullshit. You most of the time, but in the case of City, 
arguably the best team in not you know Europe, not just the Prem. It's it really is or feels foolish to just be like I'm not going to have a City player because like. And we'll get to my actual transfers later, and I probably won't actually make any transfers for two weeks. But Kuhn is someone where I was like, maybe Kuhn is the spot where I'll make money for Haz and money, blah, blah, blah. And then when I moved everything around, I had no city players. And I was just like, this is stupid. Like, they're city. Not having any other players is ridiculous. They have, they can clean any week and they can score five any week. And it's just, it's, seems like a bad job to not have any other players. So it does become a thing of coverage where it feels like you kind of need one of these guys. So, yeah, I mean, if Kev comes back soon, he's going to be the cheapest and the most nailed, and that's usually a good combo. Yeah, but the the difference between coverage, though, is also looking at these players in their own right. Like This is why I was talking about Bernardo Silva as a coverage pick, because when you look at him individually and you stack him against you know the Madisons and the Richarlsons of the world yeah. in and around his price bracket... To me, he just pales in comparison, but you know, there's no 11 million or above or in that region. You know, when you stack Kuhn against Kane and Aub, it's, it's not, or Lukaku, you know, he's the best option, period. He's playing 60 minutes, giving that caveat, you know, he's, he's not playing 90, but if he's playing 90 minutes, there's no competition there. He's just the best individual option there. Raz, right. you know, a little bit questionable when you're looking with Hazard. He's, he's probably not as good as Hazard. Um, with Mo, you know, not, not, you know, I don't know about that conversation, but you know, Raz is also a very good option in his own right. So, you know, looking at it from that, but but also going on notice is the defense has been extremely stout. I mean, they haven't. Oh, I think yeah. they were like, just just like last year, they just dominate. Yeah. They're like four cleans on the bounce. Yeah, they have four cleans on the bounce. Mendy just came back, and you know, that's also just a good. Walker's got a bunch of points. Laporte looks great. He's under six. I mean, that, that's also a really good place to invest. Laporte for City. was so, incredible against Liverpool. Yeah, he's he was so awesome. Yeah, so you know that's it's. We talked about Liverpool last week a little bit more than City, just because their their runs getting a lot better. But it's similar where you know Liverpool and Man City both have phenomenal attacks, also very good defenses. Liverpool's defense is much better than City's, but um, the the attacking options on both those teams are at a premium premium price bracket. So the way to invest and to to get three players maybe one attacker and two defenders. You know, you you can have you know Mo and and. Kuhn and double double defense, and you're going to be getting points. You know, a lot of points. So it's also something to think about. Yeah, that is a lot of points. I mean, Steen Ste on Slack said a lot of people are starting to think premium defenders aren't worth the extra million. Just, I just thought of this question when it when you said that. I suspect just because they haven't assisted for a few weeks. What are your thoughts? I mean, there are cheaper defenses that are coming through right now, and while I agree that that's probably the best way to get. Three Liverpool, three City. Maybe it's not worth getting three Liverpool, three City if you can save an extra million on fucking Doherty, who's you know more attacking than Robbo and Mendy are anyway. You know, like something like that. And Wolves are keeping clean. Yeah, or, yeah but like you have two five million Liverpool defenders that you could purchase. Yeah, yeah. You know, you, you can get Laporte at under six. You got a goalie at under six. That's not a ton of money. So yeah, yeah, that's true. That's I mean, true. we don't have like seven million Alonzos, and that's like the only route or, or minimum. Uh, who would six ever million. have Alonzo? I don't know about that, but you know, I, the, the key is Trent and and Gomez, Joe Gomez for sure, because them at five enables a lot. I mean, because you're saving two million between the two of them versus you know the around six million asset for you know the other defenders for the from the two teams. So right, I mean that that's the key. But it and just, also you and know, just getting this on record, I. We both think that that's still Liverpool's first choice back four. 
is Trent oh, yeah. at right back, Jomez at center back, not Lovren. So just because yeah. a I lot mean, of people wrote in about that. It's not the think, that's just a fact. So Yeah, yeah, I'm know. pretty sure. Yeah. yeah. It, would, it would take another Lovren start to change that. And so obviously we can't say it for another two weeks, but yeah. As far as top topics, I think the only other one where we got like a lot of questions about the same thing are Everton because a lot of people have their eye on Richarlison. He obviously started at striker last week and scored. And then a lot of people are starting to look at Siggy because he's had back-to-back monster games statistically, on the pitch, highlights, stats, everything. And so people are looking there. I mean, Lewis on Twitter, should we move away from Everton assets before their harder run? Kenshin on Twitter, what do we think of Richarlison out of position striker? Lee on Slack, if you're on wildcard, Richarlison or Sigurdsson. So what do you think there? Yeah, I mean, Rich at striker is, is too much. I, I can't, I'm still having a hard time wrapping my head around that as a thing of life. Um, I've never owned Richarlison in FPL for one week, and maybe that's why I'm horrible at FPL, but he's not that. He's 0.6 cheaper than Siggy, and Siggy is on song. He looks, as you mentioned, outstanding for Everton last last couple games, and he's doing things that we remember on Swansea, just kind of yes, you know, doing crazy worldy bossing techers shit all game, and he's been great. But you you know, an out of position midfielder at striker alone up top is, is scenes. It's just something that we salivate over and it's the kind of thing that we go full seasons without seeing. So, you know, it's yeah, got to be rich for. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say guys get their position changed in FPL just because they, they play up top for like a few games. Like Rich could be a forward next season if this keeps up, is what I'm trying to say. Is yeah, how, that's I, how meaningful it is. Yeah, it's, I mean, for those reasons, it's got to be rich for me and not particularly close. And if I were wildcarding, he would be an absolute pillar of my midfield of what I'd be building around. Um, the fixtures get, a, you know, Everton we know have had a ridiculously easy run of fixtures to, to date, but you know, Rich is just, he's their main man. They don't play defense. And especially if he's going to be playing up top, he's going to have plenty of time to, with his pace, or plenty of opportunity with his pace against top teams on the counter to have some, some chances and half chances. Um, and they still do have some really nice home games, like good to bad fixtures, uh, alternating that he might be able to buoy his point total, even though it's not, you know, a sea of green coming up. Um, Rich looks like a buy with confidence outstanding purchase in this moment to me. Yeah, I think Rich is uh, the very, very obvious pick of the two, but I do think there's a, a decent chance that Siggy is the actual guy to get. Just, I don't know, just looking at stats and positioning and stuff like that, like Rich is nominally at striker. Like that's how they show it on fucking, you know, like sky highlights or whatever, Rich at striker. But Siggy has been. Super far forward, super central, like taking all of the shots. Like Rich only had one shot and it was a goal, but he only had one shot last week. And Siggy is just shooting at will and creating a billion chances. It's really interesting when you look at the side by side of game weeks one through six and game weeks seven and eight and Siggy. And he went from basically playing like central midfielder to playing like not just number 10, like he's basically second striker or like center forward behind the striker or something. So. If he's still on pens, which even though he missed one, I I feel like I assume he's still on pens because Baines is not part of the team anymore. 
I don't know. It could it could be singing, but Richarlison's just too obvious. It's it's overthinking it to not go Richarlison probably. Yeah, it's the other thing is with Siggy, he's kind of like Paul. I well, Paul obviously always an option, but the, it's similar with Paul, where the, the heat map, it's like he's taking shots from distance, and his heat map, like hottest red points, are on both corner flags, like taking corner. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> yeah. he he just kind of is not always in the most threatening positions. Whereas Rich, you know, he's in the box more and shit, so he takes shots from closer range, and uh, he's a threat for goals on set piece. Obviously, Siggy taking them, but yeah, I think it's just a little bit overthinky. It is. It is right now. I'm, I just think like another week of like this kind of like stat discrepancy, and I would ma- you can maybe tilt me towards Siggy. I think. Okay. But but for now, I would say, yeah, obviously Rich. Um, okay. Let's do some questions. Unless there's anything else you want to. I think we need to touch on Bournemouth for just a moment because it's pretty yes. remarkable. It's pretty remarkable what they're doing. I mean, Cabaselli got sent off, but. You know, at Watford, I, I was expecting an extremely tight game, and that got put on its head because of, part, partly in part of the red card. But yeah, red, 30, 30th minute red card is no joke. Yeah, but you know, red card happened because you're getting dominated, and you know you got to make a rash challenge, and you're out of position. Yeah. So, Bournemouth, uh, they've got three more really good fixtures, and then it gets or two more really good fixtures, and then it gets bad. So I'm still a little bit not sure if it's worth removing their players, though, after that point. I guess we'll have that conversation in November. Um, I guess they have three. United at home is pretty good. They're pretty fucking horrible. So (laughs) that's going to be a conversation I have later. But I would be very hesitant to buy Bournemouth attackers right now looking at the fixtures. What do you think? Do you think it's kind of like... Because I'm seeing people, you know... Getting like King or Wilson as makeweights for funds to fund a double move or something, but I feel like we're gonna be wanting to take these players out soon. Is because that playing too fixtures. much? To, do you think it's playing too much to the figure? I still don't buy Bournemouth. I still don't get what's happening. It's still just like beyond me. And I know you made a good point. They actually bought good players for once in their lives, and yeah. they don't have Harry Arder in midfield anymore and Dan <laughs> Gosling. So. I mean, there can be there might just might be something to said where they're like a top seven team and they're just good and they're good at attacking. Period. Do you think that they're a kind of team that you need to play fixtures jumping on and off, or do you think that they're just like maybe kind of set and forgetty? Yeah, at this point, I'm kind of leaning more towards set and forget, and, and partially that has to do with their price. I mean, I think mm. if they were priced like Everton players, like Fraser was two million more expensive, and he was you know whatever. Siggy prices, there would be a much different conversation. But I but think it's like, only one million. They're pretty similar, dude. Yeah, Fraser, but I, they've six just, now. They've just been so much better. Also, yeah, it's yeah. just I feel like as enablers, King and Wilson are you know as cheap as you want to be in strikers. Obviously, there's Ings and Jimenez, but you'd rather have King or Wilson. Yeah. Probably Wilson and Fraser at six is is so cheap. There's not really. Many people cheaper than him off the top of my head that are relevant at all in a field. And for that reason, I still think you can hold them and, and feel pretty good about it. And they're so good on the counter that they yeah. might be able to just counter one of these top teams, even if they have only like 30% possession or something like that. But yeah. as far as a like doubling, which I've seen a lot of teams are doubling, like Wilson and Fraser or something, that's probably a little too much for me. A little too much, yeah. They, they have home Southampton at Fulham, though, the next yeah, two. Yeah, I mean, like- that, those are like captainable. <laughs> 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 Captain Callum Wilson against, fucking against Fulham. That's easy. <laughs> 
But right, yeah, it's I mean, gonna they're be, fucking that's, good. They look so good. We might need to do a little more deeper of a dive. Maybe talk to some more Bournemouth sports because that's going to be one of like the calls of the season. I think whether or not you have Bournemouth investment in their attack in this run or not, because if they I mean, are, isn't everyone going to have them, and then slowly people will transfer them out if they start but blanking. But that's what I'm saying. I mean, those are the times when you make huge gains are when you have, unlike what we're talking with Kevin, when no one has the player and then you buy him early when Stallone right. has the player, it's like whatever. Other people still have good players. When everyone has Frazier and, and Wilson and you get rid of them before they go on three blanks when they play home United at Newcastle, like at City or something like three and four, like when you get rid of the player that and everyone else still has them, then that's where you make big differential chunk gains on like the field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that what, that's sense. what I'm that's what I'm talking about. Like is that gonna be a call to be like fixtures get tough, don't bu- don't buy, don't believe in Bournemouth, I'm getting rid. Or hold, hope for the best, they're gonna be good over the medium long term. I don't know. Right. That's gonna be That'll be a big major topic on on that pod, like because okay. especially fresh after at Fulham, where yeah, they'll probably yeah. score four or five goals. Yeah, yeah, that's gonna it's gonna be tough to rip someone out of your team off like a double return, but it might just be like a genius little move. Okay, something for the future. Something to, just putting seeds. Yeah, in I mean, your, I, in your I've mind. not had a Bournemouth attacker all season, and it's definitely a large part of the reason why I've just been suffering. It's yeah. been so hard to not own them, and they're they're such pen merchants. It's so fucking annoying. I think the they have f- pens they five get. pens on the season. I think. I mean, I think Wilson has eight assists, including all the pens he's been taken down for. It's I don't understand. It's absolutely mind boggling. He has three goals, seven assists, and then of course, well, it's not good for you, but City, they're. Fucking first pen of life, and Kuhn is off the pitch. It's such an infuriating. Oh yeah, that is that's so brutal. I'm sure we'll get Wolves defense questions. So why don't you just get into the into the talk uh, the questions? Yeah, let's just go to questions. Ricky Chubbs on Slack regarding Arsenal attack. Do you think it's still just Laka or Bellerin for attacking potential? Not a shout, right? Uh, right, not a shout there. <laughs> I still think yeah, it's Locker or bust. Uh, Obbs is just too expensive, and he's so much of a less less attractive option to me than Locker. Do we know who's on pens for them yet? Still or not? We have no idea. I, I feel like we learned that at some point. Maybe it was preseason or some shit, but I honestly can't remember. Mm. Um, I mean, we know Locker is like incredibly good at penalties. Like he was the main man in France, but on Lyon, but. I'm not sure. I'm honestly just not sure. It's so fucking typical of me to like captain a brace and then Abba subs on for 20 fucking minutes and gets max bones. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> it's like of course garbage time goals fucking for bones. So annoying for me. Um, yeah, mean, there's no. is like can't possibly not get phantom injuries and illnesses. He's and not Rambo an doesn't even, didn't even start. That was unbelievable to me. I thought he'd be nailed after. Ozil's out, you know? Yeah, he just doesn't have a real place in the team. The midfield's kind of a mess. It's I think it is just lock or bust, which is, you know, it's, it's tough to fit into the team with all these midfielders firing and Kuhn and, you know, it's And tough. so many good 7 million forwards also. Yeah. It's tough. I feel Locke's, like, I mean, Locke is such a good pick. He's such a good pick. I'm so happy that all my preseason 
jizzing over Matto and Laka has brought them both in my team, and they're both good picks. I can't believe you were shouting Arsenal attack preseason. Like you offended so many people on Reddit for saying Arsenal attack was good. <laughs> there are so many Spurs fans just so upset. Meanwhile, I mean Spurs attack is just untouchable. They're so good. They score so many. They create so many chances they for destroyed Wilson. Destroyed Cardiff. They play Huddersfield and Cardiff's a couple of the worst teams to ever play in the league. They create so many chances and goals from open play. It's like you know, it's just Arsenal though. Arsenal. <laughs> yeah, Leon Slack, how many Wolves players are you planning to have with some tricky fixtures in game weeks 11 through 15? They do have tricky fixtures coming up. Yeah, I'm getting a little bit concerned with the overreaction about Wolves, like double defense. Um, the one thing that Patricio has in his locker is that he's an absolute bat merchant. They're, they're Center backs in the system do not seem to be able to accumulate very many successful passes to get to that like bonus point threshold. And Patricio with like between two and six saves each game is just bossing. And Darty obviously scores a goal or an assist every game, so he's always up there. But he's a winger. Yeah, I I don't you know I don't hate the Patricio double up, but I don't like two defenders like you know Darty and Johnny or Darty and someone because. The, the the fixtures are tricky, and with the goalie, you always have the backup plan of you know when they don't keep the clean, he could still get you know four points if he gets six saves and they concede one or something like that. But you know, other than home Watford, I don't feel good. The next three are at Brighton, home Spurs at Arsenal. I don't want to start two defenders in any of those games. I feel okay about at Brighton. No? I, I don't know. It's still in a way fixture. I just you know I I don't I don't for me yeah, like the it's double in a way, but they're fucking good. I know, like, but they're not they're not like Liverpool or City. You know, yeah, like started, but that's what I'm saying. Like double, I need like a fucking good defense, like Chelsea last year, like Leicester in their title winning season. Like I need a fucking yeah, yeah, good yeah. ass defense to want to start two of them away, even against like a mid table team. I mean, they have Huddersfield and Cardiff 13, 14, but it's like a, it's it feels a little just reactionary. However, they have been good defensively for you know a month, so I'm a little torn on it. I don't hate it, but I, I don't love it. I don't know. What do you think? I think having one is is I sort of feel similarly about like Bournemouth attack and having one Wolves defender. Like I'm not I'm not going to say the words must own, but I haven't had them, and it feels just so dumb and ridiculous to not have at least one. I mean, they have like, four cleans in their last five. Yeah, that's for the price and the attacking and Rui on saves and bones. It's just, they're just such good value picks, even if you're not doubling up. So I still think having one is good. I mean, you yeah. you start one, no question, in game weeks 9, 10, 13, 14, 16, 17. There's just Spurs, Arsenal, Chelsea in, in the middle there. So I think ideally you have like one defender and you can swap him out for someone else in 11 and 12. I think that would be my idea. Or you just have the goalie, which I agree with you. You can just start every week because of the saves and bones and stuff. But I mean, I, I'm not going to say I, I hate doubling. I think it's fine, but... The one thing, though, that, that must be said is, I mean, we've, the beginning of the season, I was very down on Darty, just watching him eye test-wise. He just seemed like a really shit footballer to me, and he was like a little slow, out of position a lot yeah. defensively, and just I didn't like what I was seeing. But in the last four, his stats are fucking dumb. No, he a wing is back. a winger. So, it's not, yeah, it's so not like, like an exaggeration at all. I mean, it, it kind of is like reminiscent of, Maybe like like 
Coleman a few years ago when he was four or five, like when that his first good season when he was just overlapping and getting attacking returns for absolute fun. Yeah. So uh, doubling up when one of them is Doherty feels a little bit better just because yeah, he, like Doherty and and Patricio like that yeah, you, that you can't be good. bad, right? Yeah. No, you you feel good if you're if you're going there. They also on a totally football pointed this out that you know they they build from the right a lot. And oh yeah, yeah. When you even when you look at their average like. Um, like positioning shit, it's like all the full pitch is like tilted towards Doherty's side. Yeah, and the other thing that must be said too, I mean, Johnny, like last four matches, Doherty's had six goal attempts in the box, and and Johnny's had five. So yeah, you know, not as many. Yeah, not as many chances created. It's, it's six for Doherty and three for Johnny. But you know, the thing that I'm 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 struggling with in my head is like, okay, the real question is is not you know, do I get this player instead of like Trent or like Gomez or, or Laporte, like no, I want the player from two of the best teams in the division. But like Newcastle, that's a question because th- that's another team who's they've been bad, but their fixture run is about to get fucking dumb. And we know that Rafa, Rafa in seasons past is ground out clean sheets at home against bad teams. That's how he stays up with the team like Newcastle with the fucking ridiculous mockery of a squad they have funded by Mike <laughs> Ashley's very very deep and shallow pockets if <laughs> if that makes any sense but like do you want to do you want to go with a team that's you know going to be a top 8 team with with a better defense with the tougher fixtures or do you do you bank on fixtures over form and and get someone like you know Yedlin or or Lascelles on a Newcastle with better fixtures that that's a tough question what do you, what do you that's think about that I mean, I think my answer would be get both and bring in, swap in the Newcastle players for 11 and 12 who are home Watford, home Bournemouth. They're not great, but at least they're both home and take it from there. I think like rotating them is, is probably the best way since we haven't seen it yet from Newcastle. Um, but I do think just echoing what you were saying about like Doherty and even Johnny, they're just so attacking and so good. Like they're just so obviously a top half team like Vegas and everyone thought they would be before the season started that long term it's just not going to do you any wrong to endure maybe three bad fixtures or something like that in a in a space where you hold them for 10 weeks and they're going to just be good and return points and have high averages and stuff like that. So Yeah, and and yeah, and another cuz Newcastle just hasn't Done it yet? So it's like, and they're awful. They're, I mean, they're so bad. They couldn't even keep United out, and it's just. <laughs> <laughs> and the other thing too is to keep in mind is that Johnny, especially with Johnny and Darty, they're not fullbacks; they're wingbacks, so they're kind of out of position. Yeah, yeah, that, that's a huge All point. Because right. you know, I mean, this conversation ahead of time, I was thinking of of Shaw to Lascelles, but I'm. Thinking of maybe just going Darty and just going with both and and seeing what happens. Oh God, double barrel shotgun Darty Johnny. I mean, I, you know, having both the wing backs. Johnny had scored a fucking goal from the penalty spot the other week. Like that just doesn't happen. You don't have defenders standing yeah. at the penalty spot. And it, with Darty also, it's kind of like a little bit like last season with Davis. Just you know, it was only a matter of time. You know, he's playing wing back, even though he was more expensive, but. I mean, he fell off the boil around mid-season, but it was more towards the beginning of the season. But you know, we watch a few games and we're like, "This is a serious FPL asset." The stats are ridiculous. He's playing. He's getting in the box. Like it was like Alonso at the beginning of the season, even though he hasn't gotten in the box lately. So, yeah, okay. And there's also Bennett, who's four-one and nailed and picking up bonus and like, yeah, there's just there's not really 
that good of an argument to not double on their defense, I don't think. Because even if you're not going to start them every week, then you have Bennett as your backup, as your enabler, and he's 4-1 and nailed in a top-half team. You know, and it's just yeah, yeah. It doesn't look like Dundalker is going to be taking a spot anytime soon I mean, after they, the way they, they just broke the Premier League record for unchanged starting eleven. Yeah. It's like yeah. Muto, Muto in. Yeah, and Cody's been good. Yeah, they've just been really good defensively. So, all right. The only Liverpool thing that that Connor Cody. Yeah, Liverpool. The only thing that just made those two weeks like eleven, twelve when they have Spurs Arsenal if it's I'm stuck. You yeah, want to bench him that week. Because yeah, I also weeks. have Juan Bissaka who has similar fixtures those weeks. So then I'm just a little bit backing myself into a corner there. I don't know. I will get there later. Um, what else we got? So Mars on Slack, Marsali. Alonzo's oh, still sexy? Mars. Question mark. Speaking of Alonzo, we just, just aforementioned Alonzo. Yeah, I mean, when you commit manslaughter, it's hard to get off the sexy, <laughs> the, uh, the sexy, right? Or what, off base, or it's okay? Uh, it's not okay, but. Man, yeah, he's he hasn't been himself lately. No. Um I feel like we have seen this also last season, even when yeah. he was playing wing back. He goes in and out of like little mini runs of insane stats for a month and then he kind of stops doing it. I don't yes. know if it's like you'd spend a lot of energy, Marcos A, and then go drink driving the other few weeks, Marcos A, or what it is, but He's in a downward spell, and you can't spend seven mil when the stats aren't there. I, I'm sorry, you just can't do it, especially when you have you know Liverpool and City assets at two and one million less. I think he's a good make weight, and it's always a problem with Marcus, right? I mean, even though he's been they've been getting clean sheets and they've been looking good, you know, he's always a, a spot on your team because he's always so expensive that you you have an eye on is you know if I do him to Trent, is that even a downgrade? And I get two million and I can do, you know, Dilva to Sterling or something. It's like, yeah, yeah do that. Two million is yeah. so ridiculous. I like mean, Yeah. And they still have Burnley and Palace two of the next four, a couple of really good clean shouts, but I have no problem if you want to get rid at this point. What do you I mean you have him. I'm sure he's in your thoughts I, of Yeah, he's in my thoughts, but less than you would think. I mean okay. To me, it was I don't I I just don't know yet if it's like this is sorry making tactical adjustments because everyone was exploiting Alonzo and blah blah blah. He can't get out of his own third now because he's so deep, whatever. Or is this just a wave, like you said? And I I do agree with you where I feel like I've seen this before. I mean, he got like a free header versus Liverpool, could have scored any free kick. He's gonna either hit the bar or score. It seems like he does every every free kick for a left footer. There's he just wanders in and out of games. I feel like more than he, more than like wandering in and out of form. Where it's just like he just goes on a little run and either he's hit like Hazard hits him on the overlap and he's in the box and taking touches, or he goes on the same run and the ball gets shifted out wide to the right and he's not involved and doesn't do anything. I I don't know. I, I have a tough time wrapping my head around the fact that like. He go. He starts the season as he started, and sorry, he's just like, no, stop doing all of that. Like you're a fucking left back. Don't go forward ever. Like I don't really believe that that would happen. And against bad teams or or lesser teams, which they're playing for the majority of the next run, they should still be bossing possession at a ridiculously high rate, and he should still be pushing forward. I think so. Okay. I don't know. I mean, it, it is ridiculously high price, but. I still feel relatively okay. And like you said, they've been getting clean. So like he's the same price as like Maddo and Rich and stuff, but 
you get six points when they get a clean sheet. That's good. Like that's that's an assist for Matto or Rich, you know. Yeah, so it's a yeah. fine job by him. Okay, it's fair. With, with upsides of double digit halls, you know, like we know yeah. what he's capable of. He could just get three double digit returns in a row, game is ten through thirteen or something, you know. Yeah, I guess just I, I agree with what you're saying. It's it's kind of the the long haul, the patient play is probably good and. Yeah, you hold them, and then you'll hope that you get some double digit returns coming in. But it's yeah, still if you, it's, if you drop him and upgrade someone else to Hazard, I, it's hard to imagine that that's a bad move. Yeah, because it's still you know even David Luiz is a million and a half less. You know you can still buy the clean sheet for a lot less and, and upgrade elsewhere. So it's a tough one. It's team dependent. If you really need money to make another upgrade, that's the obvious spot. Then I don't have an issue with that. But at the same time, like he's you know he's still returning with clean sheets, so he's still a fine pick. It's a tough, yeah, tough yeah. call. It's a, it's a really tough call. Yeah. Uh, DW on Slack, which low ownership players are solid targets right now? Maybe even must-owns. You fucking wind-up merchant, DW. He said, for example, <laughs> Siggy looks sexy right now, 3.5% owned. Is there anyone on your radar? Just like totally... Is there I mean, anyone on your radar who's off the radar? Does that make sense? Kevin, we talked about, definitely is going to be someone who's going to start coming in a team soon. Um, Raz is still very low owned. Uh, he's a really good diff. I mean, these are both premium options, but. Felipe Anderson, their West Ham run starts soon. Yeah, that's, I like that. I, I, again, I think Newcastle defense is going to be a decent bet for some cleans at that budget price bracket. I think they're going to be a good, a good place to invest. I'm not that sure about West Ham defense, but their players are also four or five, so that could yeah, be like Declan a sh- Rice lined up as a defender too, playing out of position. Def- defensive mid. I mean he's a defender in the game. But he's, he's playing CDM. But he's their defensive mid, yeah. Yeah, Maybe yeah. That's a guy. yeah that, that could be a guy. Um low owned. I, I don't other than that, I don't really I mean I kind see. of have an eye on Burnley. Defenders and no, they have Man City and Chelsea next to, but if they just start grinding out one nils like usual Burnley, then there's usually going to be value there, but not really. Um, yeah, I don't know. Not not many others, I don't think. Yeah, I think it seems this season. You know, it's the it's just the about like it's a smaller pool of players, and it's about kind of fitting the most of them in your team as possible while still having shares of the good defenses. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, it does seem like that. Yeah, um, John OTHFC on Slack. Who's the best five five? Who's the best under five five mid? Basically, under Fraser is Kennedy worth a shout? No, Kennedy's horrible. I'm so out on Kennedy. Every time I watch him play, he does the dumbest shit ever. It's like his brain is fucking rocks. I don't know. I don't understand him. He's he has all this like skill, and he needs to go to fucking France with like Memphis. They would be best friends. Oh my god, he would he score would twenty-eight goals, and he would do so well against like Nant and shit. Yeah, no, definitely not him. I still like Knocker, Nake, Nake, Knocker. Remember when fucking Ruben Neves? Everyone was jizzing to get him in. That was so good. Yeah, I still have him. Yeah, that's funny. That was so good. After week one, we were shitting on him yeah, so we much. Yeah, all over him. Yeah. Except we also told people to buy Conte, so that was bad. Job by us. And um, Jota in the preseason. 
Stan is interesting. I think he's a little mm. bit pricier. He's six. He hasn't started yet, but I mean, Brooks has been giving up. They keep subbing Brooks off. I don't. I don't know. Will Hughes? It's like a name. I, I don't see a ton, honestly. I don't. What yeah, do you, all do you, of these are like huge, huge puns, puns that honestly you'd feel lucky if any of them came off. I feel like so. Yeah, ins- like insanely lucky. It's just yeah. not. It's not the place you want to be. It, like downgraded defender. Don't get that. You know, fourth. 10 plus million attacker, like to be a little sensible. And if, if you're shopping in the five, five and under bracket for, you know, say a start every week type, it's going to be, it's going to be rough. Cause it's just going to take three weeks of like a two, two, one to just want to kill yourself. Yeah. There's just nothing I'm seeing at all. No, not, nothing. Hojo Jersberg is look pretty good, but I don't know, dude, it's bad. And Karen, just had that setback. I mean, he looked like a good shout. Game week one, but he's just been later, dead. dude. Yeah, later. See you later. And then Ward, yes, yeah, Ward also geez. now just doesn't start anymore since they were scoring for fun. So how could they fit him in the teams? It's, there's not much. There's really not much. No, um, sorry, that was a bad answer, but yeah, yeah. I, I just don't see much. Dwayne on Slack. What's a better formation going forward? Three four three or four three three? To put into context, it's a decision between Laporte or Fraser. Billing or Yedlin as enablers for those choices, respectively. I hope that makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, I mean, I still just like the the high floor of the defender. You know, the premium premium. Yeah, I teams, like four three three. Yeah, premium team defenders always going to be getting in there. And I mean, I've been in four four two all season, but it's similar. But yeah, I like I like the the high floor. The high floor, and I like the. Cheaper options at forward are all. There's a lot of really good ones. It's also I just feel, yeah. The yeah. other thing too, just I mean, I I still don't. I mean, this is my worst season by far since I've ever played. So maybe this is why. But I I've only made <laughs> what have, I made six transfers, and I'm just like floating transfers for fun. And by getting these stable players instead of these flash in the pan midfielders, when I'm chasing points or getting like mid price mids in and out. I've been able to just like focus my transfers so much better, and it feels yeah, and, it and feels not so wild much card. It's yeah, same for both of us. Card, right, exactly. Yeah, like I've, I'm probably going to end up taking like a minus eight or something, which sounds insane, but it it has been because of what you're saying and having the defenders and being able to focus. Where it's just like I can. I, I had a five million game week rank last game week, and I'm still just like, yeah, my team's good. Save. I'll just figure out a way to get Hazard with two frees and take it from there. It's like no big deal, you know? Whereas, yeah, seasons prior, we would have both wildcarded in like game week five and be fucking spending frees and taking hits for fun. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, and yeah, the, the premium defenders, it's just, you know what you're going to get. And they don't, they're just good. They're, they're good picks. Good job yeah. by them. By Craig ben. Johnson on Facebook. How big were your boners after Harry Kane did nothing other than get booked? I bet you've loved that. How have we not mentioned that? We're almost at like the three hour mark of the pod and we have not mentioned that. <laughs> I mean, I needed a, a piss towel in the bathroom and I did not <laughs> I did not use it for piss when Harry Kane at one point. It's just it was it's just the little things. Like it's exactly what we've been talking about for like months, and it just finally comes to first. Like Rose still diving for fun, just the ref doesn't give him a pen for for free, and they created nothing as they always do. And no Erickson, no Ollie. I mean, they, it's a no, problem. no, they did create shit, but it all went to Lucas Mora. None yeah, of it went to that's, Kane. That's true. Lucas Mora did look like he should have had some something in there, but 
It's, I mean, I don't know what more to say. We've been talking about it forever. I mean, everyone, we're American, we're not English. We don't give a fuck that half the English national team is on Spurs and we don't, you know, jerk them all off because we have no stake there. And our eyes tell us that Spurs have been bad for a long time. And, you know, they, it's, this is the proof of the pudding the last two games. They've created, you know, they did create a bit more this week than they did two away against Huddersfield. But, you know, from open play, they just, they're just not threatening. And, you know, they have the, a great point total on the season. And in real oh, life, yeah. in real life, they're, yeah, they're a good team. Yeah. In real life, they're grinding, grinding out points when, when they need to. And, and but they haven't looked good for fantasy, which is what we're fucking this podcast is about. So don't get me wrong. I mean, Spurs are going to finish fifth or fourth, probably for sure. I don't think. Yeah, anyone I mean, they could got pick through them. their injury crisis with three points. That's all that fucking matters. I'm just, yeah. I'm just saying the exact same thing that you said, but. Their attacks look diabolical. Their defense is awful. Cardiff probably should have had like two goals. And for us, a fantasy podcast, that's all that matters. Yeah. So it's, and it's again, it's so nice. I mean, it's not nice, but it's kind of nice to see people like, fuck, I fell for it. I got Kane and I need to take a minus eight to get him out to do this or this. Like, fuck, I don't have Mo now. Like, I captained him for a one pointer and now I need to take a hit to get him. It's like, you do not buy players for two weeks. It's just what are you doing? It's we don't you have, have one unlimited free tra- transfer. A yeah, week. We do not have unlimited transfers. You don't do that. If you don't, if you don't want the player after the two good fixtures, then do not buy said player. It's very simple. And no one was pl- buying him for the form because he has absolutely no form. He can't run. He can't outpace yeah. West Morgan. So you don't buy that player. It's just so simple. It's such a simple strategic FPL like thing. You just don't. Yeah. Don't hook it. Rip, rip West Morgan. God, Kenny's fucking fuck. All right, a um, few more questions. Louis on Twitter: Better mid option for the next five fixtures: Knock, Knockart, Fraser, or Richarlison? And Ian Miles similarly on Twitter: rich, Madison rich. versus Richarlison. No, it's now it's Rich. I, we were we were big on Maddo before. I, I again, Rich playing a striker. I, point taken, he had one shot. I mean, he usually only, if he takes more than one shot, he usually doesn't score. In a game, but <laughs> Rich playing a striker, I cannot see past. Period. Um, sub eight million. And, bracket, and Everton are a legit attack. No, all they do is attack. They don't play defense. Sub eight million price bracket in midfield. Richarlison is far and away my favorite option right now. Now that he's played striker, and I can't imagine he would take him out of there. I mean, he's Tosun is clearly not the future, and you know they've struggled with him in significantly. And, yeah, and also just getting Bernard in, he looked yeah, getting, fucking yeah, amazing. That, yes, and exactly. getting Ziggy right behind yeah. Rich was amazing. It yeah. just seemed like it made everyone better. Yeah, yeah. So definitely Rich, no comparison, not even close. But yeah. I still think Maddo's going to trickle. I mean, yeah, I've, I mean, I've he's a long term in my team. Like I'm not even looking at that spot. Right yeah, now. you're not. You're just not. It's again. You're not going anywhere. You're not going to be gaining anything if you're transferring players like Madison in and out of your team. You know, you, you yes. know where who he is and what he's going to do, and that's not a spot you should be really, you know, eyeing. So, I agree. Yeah, yeah, um, I probably should have started with this question. Liam on Twitter said, "Each show is becoming more and more city and pool focused. Would be good to hear what you guys think about the other eight teams in the eighteen teams in the prem and the FPL contributors, i.e., best Wolves defender going forward. We covered that. What to do with Watford assets? Fuck them all off. Um, yeah, what what else? Any other players on the other eighteen teams? We've talked about a lot, I guess, this pod." Yeah, I mean, I, I that's a fair criticism. I think we do yeah, we do spend a lot of time on those two teams. Absolutely. But the, the reason for that is that 
I would say the average of 50% of our 11 players are made up from those two teams. We pretty much all have five at minimum from those two teams. So, you know, it's an important, it is an important talking point. And, and those are the players who, you know, a lot of us have. But, um, I, the thing also that's very interesting about this season are the bad teams are horrendous. And there are not a lot of options on the bad teams that we really need to be considering or looking at. I mean, we have like Juan Basakos on a lot of our teams, but that's not someone we're like, oh, like look at all of these four million defender options, you know, like, you know, we, yeah, we've covered yeah, yeah. the rules, different things like that. So the, I think that is enablers. One, like, you don't want to start. Like, you know, them we're, anyway. we're looking at we're looking at teams like Southampton. You know, we mentioned Ings, but like Southampton, Cardiff. I mean, Fulham. We've mentioned Mitrovic and maybe, not really Sherla, but whatever. We mentioned Mitrovic, like Brighton. I mean, we knock her. We have like a little weird hard on for him, like Huddersfield, Palace. <laughs> Murray like these, in, though. Yeah, but these are these are just bad teams. So you know, you're maybe going to get one player from all of these collective teams. So that's kind of why we don't spend that much time talking about these shittier teams and. I mean, I get that. That's like if you're a fan of that team and you and you enjoy listening about that. That's like a little shitty, and I apologize for that. But I mean, remember, I'm a Palace fan, and I bring up Palace once every like three to six pots because they're bad. So I don't know. Yeah, that's a. I think. But what do you think? So, I mean, the Watford question is interesting, though. We haven't touched on them. They've been significant downturn. They just got absolute spanked. Do you do you think they're just? Yeah, I mean, I, in highlights, it looked like it was very against the run of play against Bournemouth. They got countered once, but they were well on top then. And then it was just red card and penalty in the same action, and that just killed the entire game for them. So yeah. I'm not that worried. I still think they're decent. Um, you know, decent defensively, decent team, good midfield, but I never really backed their attack that much. I never no, really no. thought they would have like a consistently good attack by any stretch. And I mean, they really haven't all season. I mean, they've scored yeah. more than two goals once. And they're just I mean, set, that's they're not, set piece. It's all been all set pieces. Yeah, a lot of set pieces. I mean, it's not really how Gracia sets a team up or what he's ever done as a manager. They, they do have holes red flagged, Jan Mott dead, Cabaselli red flagged. They, they're in trouble. I, I think if, if you've got Watford players, it's probably a good time to ship three away fixtures in the next four. It just doesn't. Yeah, it's bad. It doesn't it's look bad. good. Yeah, it's, it's time to it's time to time to get rid if you have any. I think. Yeah, I think you fuck them all off. Yeah, yeah. What about Mitrovic? Um, he's been kind of quiet. You think who? he's going to Mitrovic? You think he's going to come back into it? I mean, look at their fixtures. Yeah. That's what gives me no no warning at all. At Cardiff, home Bournemouth, at Huddersfield. That's just incredible. I mean, he's still everything they do funnels to Mitrovic, yeah. and that's what you want out of a player on your fantasy team. I'm I'm not worried about him at all. It's coming. Yeah, it's coming. Okay, the reckoning. Um, fantasy plonker on Twitter. Who's best Zaha replacement? Gluza. I don't know who Glaza is. is. Is that Glenn Murray? It's got. Be. That's what I. I think I tweeted back at him. Is that Glenn Murray? But I don't think he wrote back. Gotta be Glenn Murray. Um, it has to be. Glenn is great. Yeah, Glenn's—he's not bad. What? So what's up with Wilf? Because he and Palace are also on a mm-hmm. on a downward spiral, and he's gone three without a goal. And I don't know. It—he looks like a little deeper on match of the day highlights. They have kind of rough. I'm pretty fucking rough fixtures coming up. Maybe not Everton, Arsenal. Maybe not too bad attacking. But then Chelsea, Spurs, United. So what's up? You just—it's a fire sale. We're we're just looking awful. The, the midfield is—he's had no consistency in midfield all season. Yeah. I, I, there is yeah. something to that. I mean, I get that we had a couple new faces. We've had a couple injuries, and like he's trying to find the best three. But I mean, game week nine—like you got to be there. You can't still be chopping and changing. And 
it's like the game plan. I feel like he's trying to like out game plan every game and, and play. You can't make two changes in the midfield three every game and expect to have a consi- have consistent performances. Even right, if you think if you think like these three players in midfield are going to give me the best chance to win this game based on A, B, and C tactically, that's okay. But it's still Palace. Our midfielders are still kind of bad. So I think there's more to having more consistency. Maybe you change one player instead of two. I mean, two players three is a big change. And you know, Milivojevic has been fucking horrible this season, but. That's been a big problem. I mean, the service has been a problem. We lose Benteke and we still can't score goals, which is very upsetting because. Yeah, it's actually weird. Like, IU looks so good on highlights. Like, match of the day, I'm like, he's doing a lot of stuff that I like, but it's incredible how much is lost because of just crossing the ball to Benteke who just heads it down for somebody. Yeah. Like, the, the space and the defenders that he occupies by just being. A donkey who can head the ball is ridiculous. It gives it gives Wilf so much more space. Yeah, that's a great point. More coming back to Wilf. Yeah, I mean, with Ayu, it's just he's like a little work rate merchant, but he's not. He doesn't really worry you as a center back. You know, he's yeah, it's not like occupying multiple yeah, defenders. I mean, he can't hold up like Benteke can, and you know, whatever. Yeah, I, that's a very big reason. Even as much as I hate Benteke, I think he's fucking trash. He's really good for Wilf because. <laughs> Yeah. You mentioned he's chest downs, knockdowns, hockey assists. You know he takes up space. He does make good runs on counterattacks to create space for Wolf often, which doesn't show up on the FPL or the real life score sheet. But that is something he's good at. And you know right. he had he had seven assists last season. No, that's a lot for, crazy. for that's a lot for a donkey or yeah. any any number nine, let alone a donkey. Um, yeah, we're just a mess. We're a complete mess. We have bad fixtures coming up. There's zero reason to hold on to Zaha. I I could see if you have other pressing things, and we have Everton that you could give him one more game. But it's it's a fairly urgent. It's fairly urgent. I think we we aren't really doing anything to show that we're going to turn it around. And the fixture run is just horrendous. I mean, you could conceivably get like two points out of the next six. That'd be good. Uh, I mean, it would be like kind of good. Kind of my expectation. Yeah, we do we do play up to the opposition? We have we have That's some. Dar- we have three you're better on the counter than in possession. Yeah. And after Everton, we have three straight derbies, and we do play well in those games. But that doesn't. I, I don't want players in FPL. Like you know, maybe we'll put in a good performance and nick a one-one or something. Best case, but we're still probably going to lose all those games. You know, so. It's it's time to sell. And Juan, I mean, if you were starting Juan or your eleventh man was light, it's time to look at that because he's not going to get more than like five points in the next five games. He shouldn't. He's just not very attacking. Also, is no, one thing not. that's been like kind of disappointing. No, he's not at all. Yeah, he started the season with the assist game week one, and it was like, oh my god, this new like rampaging right back is the best thing we've ever seen in FPL, but he's just not. He just yeah. doesn't really get forward. No, he doesn't. So All right. that's, that's, that's Palace. So yeah. two more two more questions and let's move on, I guess. Um Coach Couple on Twitter. Are there any Huddersfield, Brighton or Newcastle assets worth consideration ahead of their great fixture runs? Yeah, I mean so Newcastle, I like LaSalle's a lot. I, I just yeah, like Yedlin's cheap. Yedlin's I'm just Every single game I watch, I feel like he's a trainer visits him twice a game. Period. He's also just bad. He's bad, very bad, actively bad. He's just he's Nate, just Nate is going to be so unhappy with this part of the pod. I mean, Nate thinks Lucas Perez is good, so who gives a fuck what he <laughs> thinks? 
LaSalle's a four. I mean, he's the most expensive yeah, of the, but... the core of the team. He's he's fucking awesome. I love him. He's he's also you know the kind of the target man on set pieces, and that's really the only way they score goals by and large. But they don't they don't have much going for them. Um, Brighton, yeah, I mean, I mean, Dubrovka is okay too. Uh, I forgot about Dubrovka. Yeah, that's a good chat. Yeah, Dubrovka yeah. definitely, and Dubrovka also so good on bonus for them because all their fucking defenders suck ass and they can't pass. They don't do anything. Dubrovka yeah. gets a lot of bonus, so it's yeah, probably. I'm, I'm looking at him for my impending day downgrade. He's he's in the mix for yeah, me. Yeah, I mean that's a tremendous way to to make money. But it's the same thing. Is like. Why would you pick him over Patricio? That's tough. Yeah, that that's been happening in my head on yeah. repeat for the last twenty four hours. It's all terrible. Right, all right, all right, it all right, feels all right. bad when you want you want one guy and it just makes absolutely no logical sense whatsoever. That's the story of my life, really. All right. But Brighton, no, I mean their defense is fucking awful. I mean, like, I think Murray is not the worst pick in the world, I guess, but it's just when he's going up against like you know the other seven million like Arnie. Yeah, it's just so Richards. hard in comparison. But their fixed run is ridiculous. It is, but they. I also just don't know if they're good. Yeah, they've been bad. <laughs> and their fixture run is also. It's a little trickier than you'd be let on. I mean, at Newcastle's not good. Home Wolves is not good at all. And then back to back away is at Everton at Cardiff. Yeah, it's Cardiff, whatever, but those aren't, it's still away. And it's not like Brighton doesn't have easy fixtures. Like they don't have bankers. They're one of the five worst teams in the league, probably. Yeah, that, that's the reason why that they're one of the worst five teams. So when they're playing these, you know, you talk yourself into home Leicester as being like, oh, that's kind of tough. Like they could get done. They should, like Leicester's way better than them. But that's what I'm saying. That's yeah. the difference. Is like if if West Ham are, are home Leicester, I'm like, oh, they'll score some goals. Yeah, Arneal score. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Yarmo and Felipe. I like like those guys. Those are those are yeah. rogue. Like I'm, rogue yeah, I mean, as I'm, fuck. I'm so rock hard for Felipe. It's, <laughs> everyone who listens to the pod knows this. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's just go on. Should we? What do you want to do with captains and our teams and shit? Should we even talk about that or just save it for lineup lambs in two weeks? I don't even we, know. We could just just bance about it, knowing that we yeah. have two weeks and 5,000 games to go until there. But but we have the fireside chat coming up, so we're not going to be potting again before yes. next game week. There's going to be so. a fireside chat on Monday, which I will, probably come I'll out probably tweet Tuesday. out on Friday asking for questions and shit, so please respond to that. Yeah. So so we're not gonna do like the twenty minute what are we doing here podcast like we yes. did last international break. You're welcome. That's done. You're welcome. But, yeah, we're not gonna waste your time. Yeah. But well let's just talk about caps as as we think of them now and, and what we're looking at doing and then you know, and lambs subject to change. So Salah's very tempting. Yeah, it's 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 gotta look between Mo and Kuhn, but this it's a sixty minute thing. If Pep says anything short of he's one hundred percent fit, I, I think I'm gonna gamble with Mo. I do think it's a gamble with Mo. Mind uh, the form has been so bad, and Huddersfield are obviously one of the bottom three teams in the league. There's not that's not a, a question, but he's not finishing anything. So you know maybe he'll put in a. a Shaq or, or an actual attacker in, in the midfield three or, or switch it I up. I think he maybe, will, like he did against Southampton. Yeah, 4 2 3 1, put Mo at striker. I, I feel okay about it, but you know, it's always it's always a little unsettling to captain someone out of form. You know that. 
I feel great about it. Yeah, but you're a Liverpool anchor, so yeah, it's I know, like, I know. So that's a little I mean, bullshit. I could so. go like Laka, home Leicester. It's not yeah. terrible. Yeah. I mean, Hazard's not really an option. Oh, was home that dude, Arsenal and Leicester? Whenever they play, it's always like seven five. That's true, actually. Yeah, yeah I'm under I am the lights on Monday those. Night Football. That could be a little scenic. I don't know. I don't hate that. I, I don't have Laka, but Laka definitely a shout worthy. Interesting. Yeah. I haven't thought about it. I mean, I haven't thought about captains two fucking weeks away. Yeah. But I, th- I mean, these are the, these are the three players. This is going to be an interesting week because, like Raz, yeah, also. Raz. It's, it's like when the when the top teams are playing absolute fodder horseshit teams. You know, if you hit captain and you know one of the other guys doesn't do as well, and you gain you know ten or twelve points there, those are the weeks where you could really fly. So hitting captain is going to be important this week. But yeah, how I'm, many people are in a captain hazard home United? Probably a lot I mean, of he you, could he could just fucking yeah. just hat trick like, like a lot, a lot of United horrible. a lot of United fans probably will yeah yeah they they just feel so bad about their team yeah it's interesting I'm really curious if he's on pens over Jorginho I would love to know that answer what do you mean yeah he is he has like three pens this year no he doesn't he took the last one because he was on a hat trick and yeah before and that, he took one earlier in the season no, too Jorginho took. Jorginho took one when Hazard was off, but when oh. Hazard was on, he took a pen. I didn't know that. Yeah, he, one of the games where he didn't start, he subbed on and took a pen. All right, well, I'm an idiot. Captain I wouldn't, go, I wouldn't go that far. Uh, whoa, whoa, bro, Captain Haz. Yeah, I mean, Haz is a good pick. It's it's a sad day when I have to give up on everything and just bring in the guy, but it'll it'll be good for me in the long right. run. So segue, how, what's your uh, Haz plan? I think it has to be the Dilva spot for me. Oh, yeah. No question. No question. There's just everything else. Anyone else I tried to turn into has, which would be either my four fives or just, it's just <laughs> such ridiculous amount of surgery. It would have to be like Coon to Callum that's, or something. That's wild card. Have you thought about yeah. wild carding? Not really. Okay. I mean, I, I probably should, given that I'm like pretty nailed on to take a minus eight, but. Other than that, I like the rest of my team, so that's why I guess I haven't thought about it. Like minus Other, eight for yeah. four transfers isn't doesn't seem like that bad of a trade to me. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean it's going to be a De Gea downgrade, probably a Louise downgrade, even though he's been good. Um, a Juan B swap and Dilva to Hazard is like the most likely way for me to do why it. Why would you waste so, four points on Juan? Just because their fucking palace is bad, and I have to start an eleventh player. That's that's a bad hit. Yeah, uh, maybe I skip that one, and I'll do Juan B to Bennett or something next week, or yeah. the the week after that. You know, you could probably get um, that. yeah, that's fine. Um, it's either that or like start to actually entertain the idea of dropping Kuhn, which. You know, it's really fucking easy to make moves that get Hazard in and get a bunch of good players in when you take someone out that's eleven million. Yeah, but it feels bad. And like I was saying before, with like the coverage and City and all that shit, it just means like to me in my head, it just means like, okay, how am I going to get up to Kev when it's time for Kev or something like that, and just go like two weeks without a City player or something like that. So, or maybe I like. Do do like Ward to Has and Coon down, and eventually figure out a way to go Dilva to Kev or something like that. I'm not sure. Those mm-hmm. are really like my only two options. There's just it's he Hazard's just so expensive. It's hard. 
I think you should really look at Wild Garden. Yeah, because minus eights are bad. Unlike your previous experience with minus eights, they are bad, but they I, are bad. I also just feel, you know, you, you could do some serious restructuring and, you know, you could, you know, you've got the double Chelsea defense, you have one you can get rid of, you, you have two, four, fives who are awful and Bill, three, four, fives who are awful and Billing Ward and Kamara, you could address all of them. Dill's the thing a is, like, these like, are all, like, they, peripheral, I, but I agree with you. I would, they would be so far out of my team. Like, it's not even close. All those bench guys you just mentioned, but like, like, Ch- yeah, De Gea is obviously out this week, no question. But like, the, the Chelsea defenders like seem bad, but they're good. <laughs> like, yeah. they clean every other week. Like, yeah. they're good. Yeah. You know, like, right. Louise is just somewhere where I'm finding funds, but he's definitely not like a, Auto out like wild card first name out of my team. You know what I mean? It's I just, just if you're looking at an eight, I think it you should at least entertain and spend a little time tinkering yes. if you were going to wild card to say like because this could be the worst time of your fall. I mean, if you take another minus eight, you already took a minus and eight. It if does, you need and to take, it doesn't come off. Yeah, like you you shouldn't be taking multiple minus eights before you use your wild card. Like that's why we have the fucking wild card to not take minus eights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, That's you have totally two frees, so I mean, I don't, and I don't know, maybe the answer is... I can is, easily go minus four of Dilba to Haz, DDG to Patricio, and Luis to a 4-5. Probably a Wolves defender. Yeah, so I mean that, or even Alonzo. That's like, fucking easy. Doing Alonzo out, like maybe you don't need to be that that aggressive in an eight, but I... Yeah, I'll just do a four, probably. I mean, yeah, an eight is could, unnecessary. Yeah, I mean, you could do, can you do, you could do De Gea, Alonzo, and Dilva and, and get there easily. I mean, I... De Gea, double swap. I can do it with De Gea, Louise, and Dilf. So like, I don't even need Alonso's money. So like, what the fuck? That's what I'm. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going right. to take a minus four oh and do that. God. Calm down, dude. Bro, dude. Just, we just listen. It's right. two weeks away. Right, I have to. Right. I have to get worked up about something. All right, Alon. All right, jeez. What are you, What are you looking at? Shaw Shaw's a problem. He's. Uh, not not playing for a great team right now, and yep. I think his uh, his his jig is up. Uh, David David's spot's very tenuous, but other than that, you know, team team's looking good. So I'm still not sure of what I want to do with Dill's spot. I mean, I am now a little bit thinking about Rich. Um, I mean, I, I yeah, I don't know if it's worth like. Downgrading everywhere to get. I mean, I have a I have a million in the bank, so I mean, I could do Shaw to Darty and and Silva to KDB like for free. I mean, obviously, I'm not going to do that, but I mean, I have two frees. Like, I have money I'm in the bank and shit, so I could yeah. do something like that. But I'm thinking right now, just doing Shaw and floating. I'll, I'll pro- probably get Darty. Probably just join join the team and just see what happens there. And you know, I bank a little bit, even a little more money and. I mean, there there's flexible things I could do. I mean, I could do Dilf to Rich, and then I could do something like Kamara to Mitrovic, or I could do something with Kamara and and switch formation. I mean, if I went three four three and did something like that, it would give me. I mean, I could even do Dilf to Rich and Kamara to a seven or something like that. If I did go three four three, it would put a lot less pressure on having double Wolves defense because I would have Trent yeah. Mendy to start every week. So I kind of like that, but. Yeah, that's kind of fun. I'm not that's sure. Good. I, I'm I'm really all of these things are in play, um, and I also just. I wish I could do like Allison down and still have two Liverpool defenders, but it's just it's too many like extra transfers, and I don't think it's going to impact my points enough. So I'm probably going to just stick with Allison and Trent for the time being. But yeah, Shaw Shaw spot 
and, and Silva spot very, very high on the radar, as well as like Kamara I might do a little formation change situation going on, but I mean, well, you're chilling. I'm Your chilling. team's looking oh, good. My, yeah, my team's great. I mean, Shaw out is fairly nailed, I think. I, and removing Dill before home Burnley feels really stupid. Like, that's just chasing yes, points. Especially like, before Kev is fit, he yeah, should just be nailed. It's just like a cosmetic, like, chasing points for someone else because I'm, like, tired of Dill blanking and not getting in the box and shooting. But it's not a good time to do that. So, I mean, my, my natural inclination is just I'm going to do Shaw and, and roll my transfer again and figure it out later. Cool, cool. Um, all right, let me go to the patron anus slaps, a new patron signups of the week. I missed Louis, Louis or Lewis Hurt Smith last week. Good friend, good guy on Slack. Sorry about that. My Jabez is a bad job by me. After him, a bunch of new guys this week. Very happy to get in. A bunch of new slackers. I haven't been around this week at all. Yeah, I've been working my ass up, but I'm excited to get in there with you. We got Jake Kennedy. Strong name right off the bat. Tom, Tommy Garman, Matt Renner, Rennie, Eric Paul, Sam Dwy, Tommy Rod Rogers, Michael Moisen, Moisenberries, Sebastian Emanuelson, hockey goalie right there, Alistair Greener, grass is always Alistair, Paul Clark Clarky, Eric Steinem, but that's Eric spelled E I R I K. Interesting spell, spelling by your Scan- parents right Scan- there. Scandinavian Eric. Very Scandinavian of them. And uh, yeah, that's it. A bunch of new guys. So thanks so much for signing up. New patrons of the week. I feel like I every think- time, dude, we got new, someone new in and everyone just goes ham on them. They just get scared. Oh, and we my never, God. never the hear sla- from them. The again. Slack. It's so yeah, aggressive. It's just so aggressive. Like we have such everyone a- is just immediately like send your credit card details to Enpass. Send a picture of your fucking sister to fucking Hugo. Like everyone just goes <laughs> ballistic on them yeah, immediately. It's, it's you but just if they, can, if they can if they can handle it though they fucking hang. Oh yeah, they hang hard. But it's just like you get dropped into a shark tank and it's just like you get ten DMs within three minutes and it's just like how do what is Slack? How do I like open the program? It's like what's this weird symbol next to my name? Meanwhile you're getting bombarded with just bombarded. It's basically like just going to jail. And it's your it's your first lunch. You just got the fucking mashed potatoes, peas, and like a piece of like unknown meat on your tray, and you're turning your head to just see slack, and you're just like, "What am I doing? Where am I gonna sit? What the fuck is happening?" FMLPL slack, absolute maximum security penitentiary in upstate New York. It's exactly what it's like. It's just on the internet. It's like exactly what it's like. (laughs) <laughs> All right. Check us out at FMLPL.com. Follow us on Twitter at FMLPL Sports. Patreon.com slash FMLPL. Subscribe, rate, review, and follow this shit. And cheers. Cheers.